When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, M.D. Alex Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard here with my friend John Schwartz, co-owner of AAA Movers, a family-owned part of the Metro since 1964. John, first off, when it comes to moving, not all companies are created equal. What are some of the scary stories you hear about other guys? Tommy, if you hire Chuck in a truck, you unfortunately are going to get Chuck service. AAA Movers makes it our mission to guarantee satisfaction with every step of what can often be a stressful time in your life, moving. We move ten to 12,000 families every year, so from your price quote to the professional respectful way we handle your life's possessions, we'll make your move easy. My like easy. By the way, 
This month, if you mention Tom Bernard or KQ, you'll get a free moving box kit with every move, and you'll save 50 bucks off with junk removal with Junk Luggers. Your move is always triple guaranteed with AAA Movers. That's their price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. AAA Movers, you may not move every day, but they do. We're rocking out, man. That's all I have to say. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt joins us. How are you, Kristen Burt? I am great. I heard there is good news that someone needs to share. Yeah, we uh, made the announcement yesterday, actually. Congratulations. Yeah. Everyone's very excited. A little birdie on Twitter told me. A little birdie on Twitter. I wonder which one that would be. Uh, Red-headed. Five nine. <laughs> mom still st- is she still on Twitter? She yes. sure is. No, it wasn't your mom who told me. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, really? No. Was it Donald Trump? No, Joe told me. Joe Steinhauser. Oh, Joe did. Okay, Joe from yeah. Louisville. Yeah, Joe from Louisville will tell you. Yeah. I was told this morning now because of Alex's two kids and Andy's uh, soon-to-be-born child, my new name will be Bop 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 Bop. Think of all the Disney World trips you have ahead of you. Oh man, we're there. Uh, although I tell you what, if they don't get off this political crap, it ain't going to be much more than about one. Yeah. I cannot believe that Disney went political. I just can't believe they did that. What did they do? Oh, they made an announcement about how we got the. They're very woke now over there at Disney. Yeah, apparently. they do the critical race training. Yeah, or critical whatever. race training. Critical race theory training. Guys, you're white. You have to understand that people of color have been working and not feeling like the company is inclusive. Really? You want to feel like that? Work for the company I work for, because that's how I feel every day. Wait a second. No, wait a second. Mickey's black. Yeah, so is (laughs) Minnie. So is Goofy. (laughs) No, I mean, that's, look, everybody wants to be, I I don't think the answer is that you used to suck and now you suck, but you thought I sucked and I didn't suck. But, it's, but, but I, I don't take, I don't know why you guys, honestly, I, I don't understand why people take it that way. Because when I have undergone, whether it's a diversity training, whether it's sexual harassment, to me, when people get defensive, like when people get defensive in sexual harassment training, we've all seen it, it's because... They're guilty. No, I understand that. I agree yeah. with that completely. And that's why I think the companies are doing it, because they're guilty. Of course they are. 100%. Yeah, Broadway's guilty. Hollywood's guilty. Medical industry's guilty. Disney's guilty. Like, we're all guilty. Okay, no, no, we're not. And I'll tell you why we're not, Kristen Burt. And you know this to be a fact. 30 years ago, I hired two, not one, but two black men to be on the show, gave a prominent position to a woman for the first time in this market, uh, had hired two Jews first time in this market. I think Mark Rosen was already there when I got there. Not one person ever said one positive thing about it. No, where was everybody then 30 years ago when we did what they're asking for now? We well, did it 30 years ago. But you did it, and here's the thing. People do it, and then all of a sudden like people move on, and you don't, you're not looking for... Because I, I, I talk to so many of my friends, my friends of, of color, my friends in the LGBTQ community... They don't ever feel, oftentimes, oftentimes they don't feel like someone's representing them on TV because all you see is a bunch of white people. And I understand that. On television? Yeah, what TV shows are they watching? What TV show are you watching? Every commercial is black people. Every one of them, which I don't care. 
Well, that's because advertising has made a better job. But go back 10 years, go back 15 years. Oh, I understand Oftentimes that. it wasn't. No, I understand. Uh, you know, your representation was on Sesame Street. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where you're like, oh, well, look, there are people of all different colors on Sesame Street. When I started in voiceover in 1977, I do remember this because I've, I have a gravelly voice and all the rest of it. I was told several times, uh, now this would have been 80, you know, 44 years ago, Tom, could you change it a little bit? You sound a little too black. I was, I, I was told that, yes, that is true. Right, and it's not like, offen- it's just an offensive term in general. Yeah, no, and I understand. My, my thought is, here, listen, I, I feel like that there's a place, I don't feel threatened by any of it. I feel like there is a place that is at the table for everyone, uh-huh. and honestly... When I've worked at more inclusive places, in general, it's been a happier place because we're, I'm learning more about other people's community that I wouldn't learn in my own little bubble. So I don't know why people are getting all up in arms about this. Well, I think part of it for me is, and I'll, I'll be very, very honest with you, I have hired people of color, not going to say what color, it's not necessary, um, when they, they needed help, I would shoot them a little cash every couple of weeks. But I did that for, you know, for a lot of employees, white, black, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I would give them a little cash now and then. I gave a, a substantial amount of money so everybody could keep their jobs in 2008. Found mm-hmm. out the general manager gave it to his son later. Mm-hmm. That was really great. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, almost every one of those people that I used to give cash to turned on me. Almost every one of them. Okay, well, that's just, it doesn't matter who it is. No. Nope. I'm a grateful person. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter the skin color. No, people, it you help people out too much. So that's the, pro- that's the conundrum here. You don't help them at all, it's not good. But if you help them too much, that's not good either. I mean, that's a problem. It yeah, is. That's true. I've been through it. I've been through it, I guarantee you. Yeah, corporate wokeness is pushing in one direction and one direction only. And you can't do that without no. creating resentment. Yep. Which is going to cause a different push in the opposite direction. Well, the it's, problem, too, with corporations, oftentimes it is just a it's a Band-Aid yes. for what's really going on. Yes. And they'll put a black square up when it's convenient. Um, you know, they'll, they'll sit there and say, "This is, look at all the diverse spaces we have on our TV commercial. And what's happening in the executive offices is not exactly Yeah, right. I understand it's, that. And, and listen, I, I've worked for a company. I worked for, uh, they're no longer in business, so it doesn't matter, but... Um, they ran themselves out of business, but it was a women's health website. I was their entertainment editor, and we were run by all men and all white men, and there was no diversity. There was nobody on the board lending a female perspective for a women's health site, and the whole thing was run, you know, we're putting up this face of, like, we care about women and women's health, and then it's just a bunch of dudes, like, sitting around. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't make any sense, and so I'd seen it from my own personal perspective. Um, sure. But no. you have to be, like, you have to be talking the talk, but you also have to be walking that walk. And that, that to me, is, that's the mm-hmm. bigger message. And the, I mean, the big problem I have with that, of course, is if they would have said, okay, enough of this treating people differently, we are all the same, I would have embraced that in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's not what they did, though. But that's not what they do. They, you're horrible. Yeah. It's like, they have to down. designate a demon yeah, that do. you have yep. to kill yep. to make your life better. And that's the problem. Yep. No, and it's you will, but then you're listening to noise. To me, it's just about how am I educating myself to understand the black perspective in America, the Latino perspective in America, the Asian perspective, because right now they're having a hard time um, coming off of, you know, there's a lot of Asian hate crimes happening in the larger cities here in Los Angeles, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in New York City. 
how can I help the Asian community and be at least of support? How can I help the LGBTQ community? How can I be an ally in a good way without listening to the rest of the noise of, like, I'm awful? We've all made mistakes. We all have blind spots. But if I educate myself more, I become a better ally, and that makes my world better. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, you know, the thing that you know, whenever you hear these sort of things, you, you, it, it, you always hear, maybe we always hear affirmative action. And, you know, we have to balance, this, balance all this out. Well, they, they really don't. They go overboard to a certain extent. So do, yeah. if you look at advertising now, it really, it's not proportionate with number of Asians on ads, Mexicans on ads, that is true. black people on ads, Native Americans. When was the last time you saw a Native American in anything? That's very true. <clears throat> uh, so, so really, you know, they say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, but they don't. No, they don't. And that, and there are, but there are certain people that are stepping up and, and trying to make it happen. And it's going to take time. Can't be done overnight. We can't just have like Black Lives Matter and five minutes later, everything's fine. It's an ongoing, mm-hmm. forever process. And 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 I was told that you know, as a result of slavery, takes two hundred years for a for a society to recover from and heal from. And we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. For sure, I totally agree with that. I mean, but I also don't want to listen to the noise, the no. the negative noise of it. I want no. to. How can I positively impact? Yeah, there you go. That's exactly my job. Right. As I mean, let's not kid ourselves. You look down at uh, Hispaniola. Okay, you got the Dominican Republic and you got Haiti, and they hate one another. Why? Mm-hmm. Because there's a mountain range between them. They hate <laughs> one another. Because you're Just a different part of the island. You got the... Uh, oh, yeah, you try to cross that range and you're... Oh, you could all you're going to get a bullet. Yep. Yep, you will. <laughs> then you got, of course, the Palestinians and the Israelis are battling out killing one another Not today. Not big fans of each other. So I, it's all over the world. The, the fact that trying to make it look like it's only America makes me laugh. Yeah. Are oh, you kidding me? It's, it's an absolute joke. And we've talked it about it time and time and time again. It's oh, a, you'll find it, every country with their, their own prejudices. Oh, no, but, for not, sure. Yep. But their prejudices are far more intense. And you get killed Very over bad. your prejudices. In America, I, that, that can happen, but it's not nearly the way it has been in the past. I, you know, I've said America is the most racist country except for all others. <laughs> exactly. Except for all no, others. But, well, we can do our part to make it better. Absolutely. And, and not, Absolutely. We don't have to sit there and start comparing apples and oranges yep. and go, oh, my God, we're worse, we're better. We're, who cares? To yep. me, it's like, I, I never, I hate looking at the macro level of things. I have to look at a micro level and uh-huh. I'm like, how am I positively impacting this situation? Yeah, and we and we have to be, we have to be honest with cultures. Yes. You know, all cultures. And there, uh, and we have to try to uh, strengthen the good parts about culture. And we have to denigrate or re- criticize the bad parts about a culture. And every culture, every culture has unbelievably good things that we should learn from yep. and, and incorporate into our daily lives. And there are incredibly bad things about every culture that we got to like, get rid of in some right. way. And that's the hard thing. You can't criticize uh, anybody at this point because you can't say you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be denigrating women. You shouldn't be, you know, there's a, if you look at every, you shouldn't drive your children so much to be educated because it's hard on their kids and hard on their psyche. They're not having a balanced life. You go, you, you have to, try, but no one can do that because, oh, if you do that, well, then, oh, you're a xenophobe. You're a racist. Oh, you're not doing it right. No, you, the bad yeah. things you should not have around. Get rid of them. I agree. Well, I just follow the old bromide. 
We'll take the people of color, but we don't want Kristen Burt. <laughs> She's a squeaky wheel. <laughs> <laughs> squeaky wheel, Kristen Burt. You know, it's so fun. I had a different life. I grew up, you know, with Jews, with black people, with Mexican people, Spanish people. There were no Asians in my neighborhood. But, uh, you know, I grew up Catholic, but we grew, grew up around, uh, you know, people who went to Jewish schools and, and you know, they went to shul and all the rest of it. Every agent, uh, every male agent I've ever had in my voiceover career, starting in 1977 on, was gay. There were women and gay men. So I've been dealing with gay men since I was 18 years old. I got no, no problem. They had no problem. I don't know what the hell. Why do people have such problems? I don't get it. I, I think it's fear of the unknown a lot of times. I, yeah, I really probably, do. Probably. And. If they don't really have someone close to them who may be gay, who may be of a different faith, of a different color, I, I think you just you start developing like these like assumptions, and yeah. a lot of those assumptions are really wrong. And yeah, I they think are. that that's you know because listen, my my dad's oldest brother, my uncle is is gay. He's been with the same man for fifty four years, mm-hmm. and I mean it's a really long term relationship. I didn't, my family didn't talk about what homosexuality was because you didn't in that era. Um, But at 12, I realized, like, all of a sudden one day I was like, why does um, my uncle, I still called him my uncle, which was my uncle's, my other, my blood uncle's uh, partner. Yeah, yeah. Why does he have the same last name? I just assumed my dad had three brothers, not two brothers. Oh, cool. And, and, you know, you wake up one day and you go, oh, that's what it is. Because at 12, I finally kind of had a vocabulary for what that was. And at that point, it didn't matter because... When my parents would go away for a weekend, they were leaving with leaving me with my two uncles a lot of the time, you know? So I was like, okay, and you move on. Because I already knew, and I loved them, and I understood, and that was like, it wasn't weird or anything else like that. But that's because I grew up with it in my family. So unless you go out and try and keep friendships or, you know, meet someone or educate yourself, it's unknown. Did, did, you, uh, did your family refer to uh, your un- uncles? As uh, bachelors, no, <laughs> because I think <laughs> they were that, just my uncles. That was that was, I think that was a term that was used. There were you know there were bachelors, confirmed bachelors, bachelors, and oh, then there yeah. were and then there were old maids. Oh, old maids. Old maids. Yes. I, I, I haven't heard that in a while. Old maids, oh, but no, but that was that was a term that was used. Yeah, this was, was yeah. yep. sixty years, seventy years ago. That was a term wow. that was used to to uh, veil uh, people, men that were gay or women that might be lesbian, and and it just the way that's the that's the way they approached it. You know, unlike Tom, unlike Tom, I grew up. If you weren't a member of the Church of God, you, you really had it was it was a, a terribly, terribly biased and racist yeah, uh, yeah. culture that I grew up in, and you know I've tried to move beyond that, but you know you you just you you're, you always have to sort of you know, work and work and work to try to get beyond those things and what you, what you've been told because most of it's not true, like you said, most of it's just not true. Well, it's like we were at the Children's Museum a couple weeks ago, and Fawn saw a little boy with Down syndrome. And I took her aside because they were playing right next to each other, and I was like, that little boy has Down syndrome. Please be extra gentle with him. Right. Yeah. And then a few days later, she was like, what's Down syndrome? And we started to talk because we've talked about, like, really visible disabilities before, like people in a wheelchair. And, like, my cousin Seth had a traumatic brain injury, and the right, right. side of his body doesn't work very well, and his Trace. voice is kind of different. 
Did I say oh, Seth? You said Seth. Oh, sorry. Trace. It's Trace. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so she knows about th those types of things, but I haven't really spoken to her about not as visible disabilities. I mean, Down syndrome is visible if you're looking for it. but yeah. you, you know, know what he, to look for. Yeah. yeah. And so I ordered a book about it because she really processes things really well through books but we watched a video of this little girl with down syndrome and but yeah like kristen said it's if you don't know about it then you're like what's wrong with that kid or like right it's just how people react to unknown things and stuff well, they're not familiar with i will and tell that's you. It. i mean you're being proactive and yeah. starting at home saying hey like let's let's watch a video let's read a book and then if she goes to school with someone later on with someone with down syndrome think of how like likely kind and mm -hmm. inclusive she's going to be yeah, and willing to make friends instead of being scared. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah. And, and and I think your I think your comment about, you know, be gentle. I mean that is absolutely the truth. Just be gentle with those people yeah, with her. A child. Yeah. Cool. Well, I do remember and I've talked about this before that growing up at Cleveland Park in North Minneapolis there was an I, we didn't know what it was then, but it would have probably been autism. He was a grown man, probably around 35, and he had a real problem, you know, like talking to people. He was the nicest guy in the world, but he had a real problem. He was very shy, all the rest of it. His name was Jerry, and there was a guy in our neighborhood named Steve. And Steve was not the kind of guy you'd want to piss off. And Steve went around to everybody in the warming house and said, you pick on Jerry, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so See, that's how I want Fawn to be. I want her to be the one that's like, you, I will take you so, down. So Jerry was protected really well by Steve because nobody wanted to get killed by Steve. I mean, that's fair. Well, that's like I, my best friend in high school was a gay I was going to say man, but then he was a boy. And there was boy, this yeah. rumor that went around that he had this, like, list of boys in high school oh, that he wanted God. to like be with and was not true at all and one of i was in the hallway once waiting outside of a class because they were taking a test and i was i don't remember what was happening but this guy walked past me he's like is it true the list that he has and i'm like first of all just because he's gay doesn't mean he wants to like have everybody. sex with every man in the world right. and second of all absolutely not you because no one wants to have sex with you oh, that's real nice. Seriously, I was just like are you kidding me yeah. that's kind of cold oh I was so mean and it was awesome why don't people and now Kristen why don't people on national television have conversations like this? Maybe we could all learn something from it instead of bitching at each other. But by bitch, I mean a dog barking, of course. But in any case, instead of complaining to each other, why don't we have conversations like this on national platforms? Nobody wants to listen to it. No. <laughs> why not? They just want people, to hear the drama and the... Oh, they do. People it's want not a headline generator. They're not yeah. going to be able to create, yeah, like, true. clickbait links oh, and everything God. else. And oh, yeah. Everything's clickbait now. Everything. I mean, people want to listen to the priests of their religion, yeah, whatever religion that would be, if that's secular or otherwise. They want to be preached to. They want to be the choir. They want to be told that they are correct and that everyone who doesn't believe with them in what they believe in is wrong and that by listening that you're being a smart and intelligent person and yeah. everyone who doesn't watch me, oh, they're all dumb and ignorant. Yeah, it's true. People just want to be told that they're right. 
No, you're absolutely right. They do. Everybody wants to know that they're right and they're the most important thing on. Oh, Chris, and I got to tell you this great thing. I had a, a question, you know, about people not completing their work, and I, I've I've been asking now for a few months. Do we not teach people how to get from point A to point B anymore? Do we not have people paying attention anymore to anything? I had an appointment last week, okay. And I showed up for my appointment, and she said, may I help you? I said, yes, I have an appointment. Uh, what's your name, sir? Tom Bernard. She goes, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, but we don't have a, an appointment for you. And I said, yeah, I made the, the appointment uh, a couple of days ago. I definitely have an appointment. She goes, no, I, I looked, and your name is not on our list. And I looked at my phone. I said, well, here is uh, um, an email confirming I do have an appointment here. And she goes, well, it's, I'm sorry, but, oh, wait a second. We do have an appointment for Thomas Bernard. <laughs> she couldn't make the connection between Thomas Bernard and Tom Bernard. Do we not pay attention to anything anymore at all, really? I, I don't think people pay attention to details. Like, I, I have a rule that if something takes more than a short paragraph in an email, I pick up the phone now. Because I know people yep. won't read beyond that no, first paragraph. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And I'm wasting my time, and it's going to take... <laughs> A week and a half of, like, back and forth emails. <laughs> I, when I see an email this long, like, my thought is, man, they type a lot. They <laughs> do type a lot. They type it's a lot. I'm like, I'm, it's reading is hard. I'll call them. Reading there, is he, hard. I'm going to call them. There's a lack of reading comprehension in this country, too, and I don't know if it's not taught as much right. um, in elementary right. school. But I uh, find that even when I write something very clearly in an article, explaining what it is they're like no 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 you didn't you missed that or you didn't do that and i'm like why am i arguing with you on twitter it's right here and i'm gonna make a fool of you by screen capturing it now and pointing it out yeah. i don't want to do that oh it is amazing how like if i post something on a facebook group or something if i need help with like oh where's a really good dance class in the area or something like that you know i have to be the most descriptive yeah. about absolutely Everything, and I just repeat myself several times, or else people will be like, "Whoa, what about blah blah?" I'm like, "That's not what I was talking about (laughs) at all." Where did you get this from? They're sending you to an art class. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so ridiculous. It is a pretty amazing situation. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Another segment coming up with Kristen Burt, just telling it how it really is. You know what I'm saying? We'll be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile by Sanford. 
I'm all in with my profile journey, and I'm happy to tell you that I've lost weight, and I'm keeping it off, lost a lot of weight. So what's the secret to my success? One word coaching. I have the best. Danette has been amazing. Yeah, I just think the big part is changing one habit at a time. Yep. That's this whole process. And you need a guide to be able to do that because we don't know, you know, what all of the pieces are that you need. So discover them with your coach and put it all together. Kelly, how about you? We also have amazing tools and technology that that help people on this journey of theirs with our in-person coaching, but also our Profile 3D body scanner, which which to visualize your progress in this journey is pretty motivating. Profileplan.com for a location near you. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. Profileplan.com. That's profileplan.com. I said, sisters, if you only knew we are back, ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt in Los Angeles, preaching to the choir. You know. <laughs> you, know what you know what? I only preach to myself on this because <laughs> that's what I have to worry about. I have to do a good job. That's, and that's uh, well put because it's, we, have to, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and do our best to be better people. To everybody. Le- to everybody. To everybody. Everybody. And be less racist, less tribal. Less tribal, not so much racist. Less tribal. Don't less, be as tribal. No, and that's the problem. You're 100% right about that. The, the tribal is always going to be there, though. So if you focus on being tribal, then maybe you can make some adjustments. But you're never going to get up your tribe. That's never going to happen. No, no. It doesn't no, matter what nor color should you are. Nor, nor should, should it. it. Absolutely. Nor should it. So, you know, one thing, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube. And one of the things I've noticed on YouTube is were well, two things. One is a lot of salacious women stuff. I mean, women in bikinis—that's their tease shot every time they have their videos up. Way but to the, go, Kristen! But but the other thing, I'm not, <laughs> there's this culture. Almost, it's almost a culture of begging. Oh God, yeah. On YouTube, mm-hmm. really? Where, oh yeah, and it's a fascinating kind of thing because yep. they—it's begging, but it's also people want to be sycophants to these YouTube stars or YouTube people where they will, you know, a YouTuber might go out there, post, 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 and then eventually they'll start doing live segments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. In these live where they're walking, hey, Jim, hey, welcome from Cleveland. Hey, good to see you. Blah, blah. So they get these shout outs and they just, people just can't get enough of it. They thrive oh, God, for it. No. Yeah. Then yeah. people will pay $5 for a streamer to say their name in passing. Mm-hmm. Well, well, no, this is, this really? is, the, they don't, yeah. they don't get paid for this. It's just, it, this happens. But then these pe- the YouTubers, and they, people start sending them gifts. Yep. Yep. Like really? tribute. Oh, it is the mm-hmm. most bizarre really? thing. It is like a tribute. It's a bizarre kind of culture yeah. that's sort of it's formed. very gross. They form Amazon lists and they, yep. um, will send it to them. And people will put on expensive items, you know, whether it's like the Dyson vacuum cleaner, a new laptop, and people will buy them for them. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Even though these YouTubers, a lot of these people are making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year just on YouTube ads and donations. It's, you know what I would do? I would actually, if I were doing these lives, I would take a teacher's Amazon wish list a new one each week and go buy something off like this school's list today. Teachers should not be buying their own supplies. That drives me bananas. Oh, yeah. They spend so much money on their own stuff. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. So I'm like, at least do something good with your fame. 
Yeah. Nope. They'd rather get more powerful and more rich, like everyone else on Earth. Yeah, it, it's a it, it's a, a cultural shift, a true cultural shift, where people maybe have always wanted this access to talent, and now there's so much of this talent on YouTube on any topic you can imagine. There's 50 to 100 people talking about it, and you get access to these people, and that and that's what they want. That people mm -hmm. have this need to have these little groups, these yeah. little their cults of personality is yeah. what they are. Mm -hmm. You know what amazes me is that you see guys like Jeff. Did you see the story on Jeff Bezos today, Kristen? Because well, I, I, I just read an article on Jeff on, and how he squashed the whole his whole scandal with the tabloids. But yes, he did, and and he's still what paying his people like nine dollars an hour instead of what whatever. Yeah. And they uh, worked through a pandemic. And they worked through a pandemic. Do you see what he's building right now? Oh no! What is he building? He's building a yacht for his yacht. Because he wanted his big yacht to be a sailboat. It's uh, 450 feet long, but he had to have another yacht because it's a sailboat. He couldn't land his helicopter on that one, so he had to have another yacht just to land his yacht on, or, or his helicopter on. 1% hmm. problem. Why? No, 1%. that's not 1%. That's, not, that's, that's like something. That is 0.0001%. <laughs> if that. I have to have a yacht for my yacht so I can land my helicopter on my yacht, what? but not my big yacht. Oh, okay. He's what? so disconnected from he what really his workers is. go through every day. Oh, and yeah. honestly, I know what our household does in terms of Amazon orders because we have one account that we share. So oh, I yeah. see what's constantly filtering through our household. And that's just one small you know, household in Los Angeles. And especially yeah. what we did over the last year, we I mean, we probably amps up our Amazon delivery orders 100% at least. Isn't that just amazing? Oh, yeah, we, we order, I personally, I don't know about Catherine, but she orders a lot, but I order a lot of things from Amazon. I order virtually nothing. Yeah. I can't even name the last time I made an Amazon order. I Where try. do you order things from? I don't. Or you don't? I go buy them now. I try really hard to avoid Amazon. Yeah, me too. I understand. Yeah, I do understand, too. I, I wish I wasn't so reliant upon it. It's just one of those things that you're like, convenience, Oop. I but, used to be, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just decided. I know, and it's hard with kids because it's like you can't just like, oh, I'm going to swing into Target because it takes yeah. three hours yeah, with children true. and you right. can't, like, you know. So, I, yeah. Three hours for me without children. I love Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, that's why you do the curbside pickup. Then you don't go in. I know, but right. they give you everything in a plastic bag and... Use a plastic bag to recycle or something. Yeah, you use it to rear garbage. I mean, it's, it's, you just, yeah, just use it as garbage bags. I do do the curbside pickup with Target. Like, I used to never go to Target because mm. big box stores just used to stress me out. Right. I'd feel kind of anxious and overwhelmed. But ever since COVID, I'm like, curbside pickup Whatever. is pretty <laughs> sweet. Exactly. Yeah, it is pretty. Yeah, that's, and that's here to stay too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just so many things from this. This is culturally going to be huge changes, just from this the the, the pandemic. Just because it's curbside pickup, changes in uh, traffic patterns. I don't mm -hmm. think we're going to see uh, traffic jams nearly as bad as we were before. Oh, they're yeah. coming back. People believe don't. Me. People we don't are want, in LA. But people really, but yeah. people aren't going back to work. I think that people are going to be working from home more. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. Yeah, there will still be traffic, but it just won't be like, oh, it took me 45 minutes when it usually takes me 20 Yeah, as much, yeah. I don't think. We had a situation here, Kristen, that broke your heart yesterday. There was a young couple, I, I think 
the, the men and the women were 23, 24 years old. I think the wife or the woman, they weren't married. They had two kids together, but they weren't married. Whatever, it's their business. But I believe she was driving the car, doing 100 miles an hour on just a regular road. Yeah, don't do that. Lost control, hit a tree, and killed everybody in the car except for the uh, boyfriend. Oh, my God. Killed her and the two little kids. Why was she driving 100 miles per hour? have you driven down a a high 100? Yeah, that's just what people do now. people do now. They drive drive 100 miles an hour. Up and down 100 all the time. That's like the... Thing I drive most on, and I don't. You don't go far enough north. Not a hundred yeah. miles. Oh, you get in the car? Like, why would you go hundred with like? Yeah, it's I just a hundred miles per hour. Yeah, you hit a pebble and you're yeah. dead. Because I hear that, and it makes me think: was someone, uh, you know, on a suicide mission? Honestly. Yeah, it seems, yeah, it seems very. Like weird. If you go north, Reckless. north of ninety-four on a hundred, you see it on all the, the regular time. all the time. Yeah, no. Like the just, old Golden Valley Road exit. Oh yeah. my God, people drive fast by. Oh that yeah, exit. people will. They'll go as fast as their car will let them because yeah. they know that the cops aren't going to bother. By the way, I should mention to people at this point because it was mentioned on the KQ Morning Show, most cars can't handle going 100 miles an hour if they're over more than five years old. No, they're really not designed. They're to not do that. designed. They to can do that. it, but yep. they're really not designed to. They're not. Be very careful. And and a key question here: When was the last chase you watched? Uh, Kristen? <laughs> there was one this morning. <laughs> there was one this morning? Yeah, my, my friend is on um, <laughs> on the Fox News morning show, and I, I don't watch it, like, on my TV, but she started um, doing some some uh, of the screen caps on her Instagram story, so I kind of followed it through that, because her segment had been postponed again because of a high-speed or a low-speed chase in Los Angeles. Because yeah. they're never high-speed chases. <laughs> yeah, they, they – uh, oh, it's a it's – a, yeah, that's a fascinating culture. Just I mean, Lindsay and yeah. Josh used to watch yep. them. And we get we get wrapped up. We'll sit down. We'll watch. And I don't know why we watch. I guess it's just mindless, mouth-breathing kind of movement on the TV as much as anything. But, yeah, the, the chases in L.A., they got the helicopters up. You know, <laughs> oh, it is a fascinating thing to watch. Fascinating thing to Always come out. They always run out of the car at a certain point after their tires have been blown, and they're trying to hop the fence, and like sixteen cops just like tackle them mm-hmm. to the ground, and you're like, "Oh, game over, dude." Yeah, I think I think the best the best ones are when they when they when they won't come out of the car and they say, "We're gonna send the dog." We're going to send the uh, dog. And one of those German shepherds pulls them out of the car mm-hmm. for him. Occasionally, I listen to uh, Tim Conway Jr. on KFI, and he will oh. stop his entire radio show for the high-speed chases. He gets so into them. And on the oh, radio, God. he starts narrating them, and they're fascinating to listen to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the, the narrations uh, and the, the commentators that do the narrations. You know, they have this standard kind of rhythm that they get into. Uh, this is there's a high speed chase on the 405. It started in uh, Tarzana. And then, you know, it progressed to this point, point in time. You know, they'll go through and the original want. The original wants the key thing. You wonder what, why they stopped trying to stop this car. And oh, it's a fascinating thing. Did that start after the OJ chase, or was it already going on? It might have been the OJ chase. I think that that's what made it, it big. Yeah, yeah, probably the OJ chase. I remember. I remember car chases were a huge thing when I was a kid in the '90s. They've kind of uh, tapered off since then, but 
they're still, you know, Not depending on where you live. <laughs> LA is, LA. for some reason, like well, the capital of car chasing, it's, the it's world true, capital. Yeah. It's the coverage there. The coverage there is is so well done. So well done with all the helicopters and the right. co- commentators and everything. You know, they do chases here, but it's the, stu- the stupidest thing. They, they do the chases, but you, they just have the cameras that are on the road, and they switch from camera to oh, camera to yeah. camera. It's all it's just, it's, you know, fun. No, it's no fun at all. No fun at all. <laughs> the best chases are in, in in the southeast, where they will you know nor, they will normally in L.A. they won't pit a car or push it out of the way if it's going more than like 25, 30 miles an hour because of safety concerns for the officers and for the car. Right in the south, Georgia, Arkansas. Oh yeah, they'll pit you. No they'll matter pit what you speed 80, 90, hard, eighty to ninety <laughs> miles an hour and send you airborne. Oh. oh Kristen, what did you just do? I heard that police siren. Yeah. yeah well, oh, that was outside my house. Yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, Shopping. Kristen being arrested on the show, that'd be great. <laughs> Wouldn't that be exciting, though? You would make headlines crazy. everywhere. <laughs> be so yeah. good. Kristen Burt yelling out the window, you'll never take me alive. <laughs> <laughs> It's Tom Bernard's fault. Yeah, it's Tom Bernard's fault. We find his, you can't like find his name. It's under Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how great. It, it turns out that uh, Kristen Burt's the new Pablo Escobar. <laughs> 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 That'd be fantastic. Drug law. What's a law? A lady. Drug lady. So drug it's a drug lady. lady. Drug lady. I'm a drug duchess. Drug duchess. Drug duchess. I like it. It's always Absolutely. the, you know, little white ladies that they don't suspect. Yeah, typical. I know. I know. Yeah, pulling the strings and all the mules and, and everything, yeah. Yeah. I love it. So, Kristen, what else? No, see, I like this conversation because five people just had a conversation. Nobody got pissed off about anything. We all probably learned from one another. Let's get back to that, shall we? What do you say? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get back to being civil. And I will tell you something, Kristen. I was very, very happy today because Patrick Warburton came on the morning show. He just raised okay. a hundred, well, like $1.8 million for St. Jude's. Uh, in co- cooperation with a couple other people, he uh, supports St. Jude in a huge way. The, the, it's such a great situation. He's such a good guy. Oh, Patrick mm-hmm. Warburton's a great guy, and he—I he, loved him on Seinfeld. Oh, he was the best thing on that show. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Especially going to see the Devils game with his Devils face mask on. But um, you know, he was talking about the fact that that at my 35th anniversary at KQ, the the co- company Cumulus was nice enough to write a big check to St. Jude's Hospital for Children because it's, it's dear to... Even though I've never known anybody that's been there, I don't know anything about St. Jude. I just love the fact that the Thomas family, Danny Thomas and now Marlo Thomas, stepped up. Nobody pays a dime when they take their kid to St. Jude's. That's so cool. Which is so great. great. Then Mitch Album came on because the paperback, uh, Finding... Uh, oh, what the hell is a little girl? Sil- was it Silva? I can't remember the little girl's name. But uh, they adopted a little girl from uh, Haiti who was dying, and they took the little girl all over the world until she finally did die. And I thought, having two people like that on back-to-back, I felt so good about being a human being because of those two people. It was just wonderful what they did. It was just fantastic. And, and, you know, to that point, we haven't seen a lot of, like, great news. I mean, it's been a five-year cycle, maybe even six-year cycle of just, awful news. It really has been a lot, <laughs> lot of awful news last decade. Yeah. It, it, so it's, it's one of those things, I, and I it, really, it just takes 
someone with vision to just start saying, we're at least going to do one great news segment an hour or whatever it is, a half used hour, to, yeah, to make to a be. difference. Because that will make a difference in people's lives and hearing positive stories. It, it's why all like the little dog and cat videos that go around on social media do so well. Because people right. are like, look, a cute animal, like doing backflips. Yay. Makes your day. Oh, yeah. And there's like, there's things on Instagram and stuff now that are just like there's the good news movement and tanks good news and they all just share very positive nice stories it's like so nice to see I think that's you're right well like St. Jude's the Shriners hospitals do the same thing children pay nothing to have their care there and they have serious complex care there for burns orthopedic problems Um, you know they've they've done a wonderful job uh, there as well so yeah, fortunately, there are, there are hospitals like that uh, that can give care like that. I think it's wonderful. I, I honestly I think it's just fantastic, uh, the whole situation. Finding Chica was the name of the book, C-H-I-K-A, Finding Chica. They, oh, are you going to hit the road, Alex? Bring you to the All right, well, make sure you call and let me know when I'm supposed to pick them up, okay? I shall. Thank you. So, yeah, fi- if you haven't read Finding Chica, the paperback is out now. And it's a very, very sweet story because Mitch and his wife never had any children of their own. And so they, they didn't know this, but they found that they just loved having a little child around all the time. Oh. It was very sweet. I was, I, yeah, I'll definitely have to read it. I Because um, I spent time in Haiti. I did a documentary back in 2015 there, um, working with an orphanage and a doctor who came in every few months to help take care of them. And uh, I'll tell you, I don't forget about those kids. I think about them all the time. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And let's get back to that, shall we? It doesn't, it doesn't, none of this other stuff even matters. It really doesn't. And the only reason these corporations are doing it is to make money. Yep. They're just using this tribalism, racism, whatever they want to call it, to make money. It's well, disgusting. Yeah, of course they are. Jesus. I mean, has anybody got anything sincere to say that has over $10 in their wallet, for Christ's sake? Well, tribalism has become its own industry. It's definitely yeah, an industry. No, it absolutely yeah. is an industry now, which it should have never been allowed to become, but uh, that's not the way things work out, I guess. But I don't know. So as far as the good news is concerned, you, you do have the Mitch Albums of the world, the Patrick Warburtons of the world. Uh, just very, just terrific. Uh, doing that show today made me feel so good about humanity for the first time in about 14 months. But, you know, so what What other good news do you have, sister? Let's go. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, what good news do I have to deliver? No, I'll tell you, you know what, this is very funny, because you're going to tell me this is a silly story, and it is. But the announcement over the last couple of days that Jennifer... Um, Lopez is dating Ben Affleck and everyone in the entertainment community like tripping over each other and I'm going to tell you why when they were together it was like the golden age of like Hollywood entertainment gossip paparazzi it was kind of that era and I think we're all going nuts because it's probably going to end poorly the way it did the first time around let's be honest right we know we know how this is going to end right so but I think coming out of this pandemic we're so like thirsty for something that makes us excited and happy and we're sitting there thinking oh they were like the golden couple on the red carpet and everything i think people are like losing their minds over this yeah they kind of are there was a big headline guess who jennifer lopez benifer oh benifer yeah that's right benifer 2.0 benifer 2.0 i whatever 
You know, I'm so happy that I've, I've been married to one woman for, I've known her almost 40 years. September 3rd, I'll have known her 40 years. We've been married for 36 and a half years. Couldn't be happier. I, I, I don't know that I could deal with all that jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. What do you think? Oh, too much stress. It is a lot of stress. Jennifer's our Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could yeah. see what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think Kim Kardashian is also falling into that as well, since she has now, or is on her way to ending her third marriage. So you got to have a little bit of that, like, you know, mythic Elizabeth Taylor each generation. Yeah, I suppose. Got Elizabeth. Was she married eight times, I think? Eight so. times, but twice to Richard Burton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> uh, as long as it's two to one guy. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with all that stuff. I can't even tell you. You mentioned the red carpet. Uh, do you think more people watched the red carpet than the Oscars this year? Or was there a red carpet? It was a, a small red carpet, but it was so awkward because everyone was socially distant. So they had like a microphone stand that the, the uh, interviewee would walk mm-hmm. up to. And then the other person was like asking questions, but practically shouting. In fact, one of our local broadcasters... He was like hoarse by the end because there was just too much distance. There was a lot of noise. It was huh. downtown. It was not a very glamorous red carpet. No. Doesn't seem, but the Golden Globes, my, what are you going to do about your Golden Globes, Eric? I don't think we need them to come back. That is my honest to God that's thought what it, on this. That's what it looks not. like. Yeah. First of all, we're in a downturn of, you know, viewers' appetite for award shows. And then with the Hollywood Foreign Press being such a mess. And it's not just like, hey, let's fix this in, in a month. This is a long-term, multi-year fix for this organization. Yeah, it is. At this point, why bother? Honestly. No, you're right. Uh, we got only two minutes left, so I want, I want you to ask Andy who the highest-rated nighttime talk show host is, 18 to 49 demo. Oh, yeah. Kristen, mm. it's hideous. Well, by viewership. By viewership. If yes. you had to, well, I'm sure you can guess who the highest viewership is. I, I would guess it was, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Close. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's in the top three. Uh, top is Colbert. And oh, if you had really? to guess what his average weekly viewership among the 18 to 49 demo is, what would you guess? Ooh. Um. Is it millions? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Like, oh my gosh, then like <laughs> 500,000. Not quite. <laughs> You're still too high. 450. <gasps> no! Yep. Honest to God, Fallon Christine. and Kimmel, even worse at 350. Oh. Oh my God. How can they, how can they charge anything for advertising? I how can agree they sustain more. themselves on those numbers? How are they the going to sell that? I don't know. How are you going to sell that? Because that's the only demo advertisers care about still. Because they're all out of touch and stupid. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because if they were smart, they'd be marketing to 15 and up because that's who still has cable TV. Yeah, and exactly. still has a lot of money. They have got all the, all the money. To 50 plus has all the money. It's really weird that they wouldn't uh, go after that demo, but you know what? Who cares? It's the way they've been doing I mean, it for the past three centuries or whatever. So, all right, Kristen. Well, another once again, we don't. We'll take the Irish, but we don't want <laughs> Kristen Burt. We're just here to tell you. That's all. It is. <laughs> but, uh, but you'll have me back next Tuesday. Yes, we will. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you, my dear. You bet. Bye bye. Have a good day. Kristen Burt, one of my favorite people. Timmy Lammers and Kristen Burt. What could be better? Nothing. Nothing better. It's just like candy. That is going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.